And in this corner, nerds! And I'm gonna talk about me, myself, and my problems here for a little while. The Rule 34 questions were last week. That's not a puzzle, it's pushing blocks. I will accept confidently sounded episode numbers and issue numbers as actual evidence. But I want to hear about your other shitty character. Of course, invest in a robotic flavor flame. This is the Debate This Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to the very first Debate This Sidebar. Um, We're trying something a little different. Uh, We're going to do these sidebar episodes kind of as like bonus episodes uh, in between our normal structure. Um, Just kind of a way for us to explore some other topics in a more conversational tone. Um, Since everyone and their mother is talking about Avengers Infinity War, uh, we thought it would be a good idea to just take some time and talk about our thoughts uh, about the movie. We also brought our mothers. And we brought our Todd brought his mom. <laughs> Never. Uh, so uh, so obviously I am Andrew, and we've got uh, Todd, Matt, and Kyle uh, along with me, and uh, we're just going to talk about Infinity War. Sound good, guys? Great. Yeah, I think that sounds sounds great. I like it. I like it. First and last um, time, you all will agree with me. This this <laughs> should this should go without saying. This episode will be entirely spoilers if you haven't seen. Oh the movie. yeah. Yeah. Oh baby. Yes. Um, if yes, you haven't seen the movie. Um, what man. rock have you been living under? Because this isn't coming out for like a month or two after it. And two, go watch the movie before you listen to this because we're going to ruin everything. Yeah, so first question. Has, has has everyone seen the movie? Everybody dies at the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's um, half right. Yeah, so initial thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Well... Uh, initial thoughts. What, what did you guys? What did you guys think? Just gut reactions. Uh, yeah. So. Oh nope. Nope. Yep. All you. It's you. Oh, go do God. it. Someone go. Okay. Well, so Andrew and I went to go see it uh, the night it came out. Um, we did one of like the pre midnight screenings, and um, I was very I, sick. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was dying. It was bad. <laughs> uh, and so he bought he, he bought coffee at a movie theater. That's how yeah, bad. That was, it was. That's how sick I was. <laughs> I bought decaf coffee for a midnight release. Uh, like the real 30 year old he is. And so, um, and then I went to see it the, that weekend with my fiance and, um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I think that there was, I was, I guess, surprised at how well they balanced just the sheer amount of named characters. I knew there were going to be a ton of story points and I didn't think they were going to get them all together, but I was... Just, I mean, there, I think there's a lot of good things to say about it, and I'm sure we will today, but if I had to point out one thing that I really, really enjoyed, those transitions, especially early on from, like, one group to another, and, you know, a prime example would be the, the transition to the Guardians of the Galaxy. You found yourself in the theater, and you're like, hell yeah. Yeah, oh, when it All just right. comes up with space. Oh, when, when they introduced the Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, oh, I know who we're about to meet. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never, never before did I feel as good as I did when I first saw the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. Flintstones meet the Jetsons. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really, I also really enjoyed it. Um, I saw it pre-midnight, um, like 11 o'clock with my brother and his friends. Um, I, I will be the annoying guy this episode and say um, I'm withholding many theories and judgments until part two of the movie comes out because it feels like an intermission to me, not like a complete movie that ended. Um, but like, I felt like empty when the movie was over, like not, maybe not as strong as when I watched Requiem for a dream, but similar (laughs) to that. Like it definitely did what it was intending to do. Yeah. Which I mean, like the general feeling at the end was just like, Fuck. Yeah, and like I, I had very tempered expectations because of the scope of the movie going in, and I just was blown away the whole time. Like, loved it. Yeah, I actually I I totally agree with you, man. Like, much like Star Wars Episode Eight, I don't feel like I can really judge the movie until I see the next one. Um, I I have to see part two to know how I'm going to feel about part one. Um, I did really love it. I think uh, they did, it, like you said, an excellent job shoehorning 
70 odd <laughs> characters into a two and a half yeah. hour movie. Um, on, I mean, if, if we've got a complaint to give, if I've got a complaint to give, I'm a little salty that I didn't get my nice poster Avengers assemble 70 people silhouettes across the hillside, <laughs> which I'm, part two. I'm sure I'll get it in part two. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, you, you hype that movie up for so long and then, then I want it. I really wanted it and I didn't get it, but, um, the movie itself I thought was great. I did not get to see it post-midnight, so I had to dodge spoilers for 48 hours, and then I caught it on Sunday. Um, and I did How successfully... How difficult was that? Uh, incredibly. Um, <laughs> I did successfully dodge all spoilers, um, but I... He didn't leave his house, though. Yeah, yeah, my social media <laughs> he went yeah. very He went to dark. a cabin in the woods. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that disintegration meme hit, like... Day one, like it oh, was in my yeah. Twitter feed. Yeah. It was in my Twitter feed before I got home from the theater. I, yeah. At least with the disintegration meme, it stayed, it stayed off enough that like if you hadn't seen the movie, there was nothing to tie the two together. I don't know that I yeah. saw that meme before I saw the movie, but most of them just have the I don't feel so good with a character unrelated to the Avengers. So if you you know if you just see the meme and it's not attached to anything. The meme if itself didn't, didn't spoil too much, for sure. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you didn't look into the context. Right. Yes. Right. Well, and it was, it was funny, too, because Reddit got to the point where it would be something, it'd be like, you know, SpongeBob fading away, and it'd be like, I don't understand this meme, but it's everywhere. Like, <laughs> the, meme, the meme went meta really yeah. quickly with people who either didn't get it or like, no, I'm going to capitalize on these yeah. sweet internet points by pretending not to get it. Or like, or the con the converse, which is like people saying, "Guys, spoilers!" And it's like, well, actually, it's spoilers because you're saying it's spoilers. Like, right. Yeah. Right. You didn't say yeah. anything. I I saw. Yeah, I definitely saw the the disintegration meme and the hashtag Thanos did nothing wrong before the weekend <laughs> was over. Um, oh god, <laughs> that's great. Um, do any of you guys do any of you guys know the source comic? Yeah, I mean, more or less. I I didn't read it, but I've followed along and picked up enough to to know at least the overarching concepts. Yeah. So so from from your understanding of the source, like, do you feel like the movie was like closely related, adjacent to, or is it basically just like a completely different situation? You know. So I. I would draw this comparison. So I read a lot of the the Walking Dead graphic novels while or before watching the show. And I was used to say that the graphic novels would tell a story and the show would tell a story. And a lot of the times they would almost like DNA helix into one another um, where there would just be these points where they'd both hit. And you'd be like, oh, here's a really epic part of this graphic novel story that has to happen. If it happens because the same person did it, that's not so important, but that moment is going to happen. And I would say that that was kind of what happened here as well. Um, I think some of the smaller details are probably lost in the shuffle. And um, the the overarching reason for Thanos trying to like destroy half the universe in the graphic novels because he's trying to earn the, the love of death, not mm -hmm. to create some like cosmic balance. So those are two very different things. Yeah, um, so that that kind of paints a very different picture. Yeah, but I think I think at least from my perspective, like it did what it needed to do. I mean, because if they would have just introduced Thanos and been like, he's trying to kill half the universe to impress death, you'd have been like, well, why do I care about death? And now we've got just one more mindless killing machine villain. Yeah, I was gonna say I, like that's the big the biggest change. There are um, there are some characters missing due to uh, copyright law and who mm -hmm. owns those yeah, rights, sure. um, that more or less those roles are being filled by the other characters in the movie. It's not, um, it's not the biggest deal that they're missing unless you're a purist, um, mm -hmm. which you can please yell at us about how <laughs> not having Adam Warlock or the Fantastic Four and... Um, the Silver Surfer in this movie ruined it for you on Facebook. We would love to hear <laughs> from people who please, <laughs> who please add that. us. Um, <laughs> but um, like Todd said, the biggest change was that Thanos had more of a real reason to be doing what he's doing, and that significantly improved the movie for me. Because, like he said, 
if he was just a big bad, like, I'm going to kill people to kill people, it wouldn't have been nearly as enjoyable of a movie. Like, yeah. half he, the enjoyment came from understanding where he was coming from. Like, yeah. he made a good point. There, like, right, right, right. Well, whether it's true or not, he definitely believed it, and that was enough for me. Yeah. Yeah, I... <clears throat> to answer your original question, I was a little surprised. I saw the ending coming. Um, oh, I yeah. expected Thanos gets all six Infinity Stones, half the universe goes poof. I saw that yeah. coming, but I will say... I mean, that was like Chekhov's Infinity Gems. Like, yeah. They introduced the concept enough, it was obviously going to happen. I will say, though, I didn't expect it to happen until the second movie. I expected mm -hmm. us to see Thanos get like three, four, maybe five Infinity Stones in part one. Start sure. the sixth movie with the big climax of him getting the sixth, and then the second movie is the all the repercussions of that. Um, so I, I was a little surprised in that sense because it came so quickly, not because it came. Um, but I I will also agree that the biggest change that I saw was Thanos's motivation. I was expecting death to pop in there somewhere because that seemed like I don't know that seemed like something that would fit in the Marvel universe um, in, in the Marvel yeah. cinematic universe. And when I, when they introduced red skull, I really <laughs> thought that that was going to be death. And then all of a sudden it was red yeah. skull, yeah. which and it was just red skull. <laughs> was surprising and weird and not my favorite yeah. part of the movie. And then the, just the location of the soul gem uh, overall was, I think a big change from the source material. Um, well, and like red skull could have, that literally could have been anyone. Like, yeah, it was Red Skull, but it could have been anyone. It could have been any, you know, it could have been Rowan and the what's the accuser? The accuser. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been a, there's been a number of you know bad guys that have not quite died on screen. Um, right. I was, I mean, I was sitting next to Andrew when they when that happened, and I was very very excited to see Red Skull. Granted, I had just been hoping for him to come back into the Marvel universe like forever. Um, because he's just such a good quality villain. Um, so him coming in this way and being like, I was searching for a power that I couldn't control, and as my punishment, I'm left here forever being a guide for a power that I will never have. Um, I was like, okay, like doesn't have to make total sense, but it's a neat way to, to bring a cool thing in. And for me, I think, of all the spoilers that that I was able to avoid... That was the one I was so surprised the internet hadn't ruined. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. the fact that the Red Skull made a very like clear appearance mm -hmm. was so shocking for me that I'm like, how did I have no idea that this was actually going to happen here? Yeah. And and that is part of part of my I think it's actually my biggest disappointment in the movie is that that wasn't Vigo Mortison. No. Yeah. yeah. Hugo um, Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Hugo Weaving. Yeah, yeah it was just um, some guy. It was, it was the guy, guy from it was Ross, Ross Marquand, yeah, Ross Marquand <laughs> from The Walking Dead. Gotcha. Like I was super stoked that he was back until yeah. I checked the credits and saw it wasn't him. Well, that, and, you, and you think like all they need is a guy to do the accent. Um, I know. And and I guess and I guess um, Hugo had said like after filming the first one was like the the prosthetics was so bad that that was part yeah. of the reason why he didn't want to do it again and. I'm like, man, it's it's a decade later. Like, it's probably yeah, yeah. a way better process. Yeah, like you're you're probably over it now. Um, well, but, and I'm but sure the they I'm sure they mocapped that guy for that scene. Like, yeah, it was it was like an Andy Circus, Lord of the Rings kind of deal. Real mm -hmm. quick to what Kyle had said about them changing out the characters, I think that was one of the things that I both in enjoyed and kind of look forward to. So. Um, the whole thing about like Silver Surfer was the guy that crashed into Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum in the the graphic novel, and had actually said like Thanos is coming. Yeah, um, okay, yeah. And so for them to like rip that concept and give it to the Hulk and play it off in a way that you're like, oh, I didn't know that was pulled straight out of the storyline, and it fit perfect into this one. Um, you know, they the whole concept of like. Adam Warlock is going to play, you know, played a huge role in um, the overarching story. But I, I think now they're going to give that kind of show running title is going to go to Captain Marvel. Um, I mean, yeah. Captain Marvel is going to be some crazy linchpin in the fourth Avengers. Sure. sure. Yeah. 
Um, one of the things that you know, we were talking about, um, that's something that I've noticed in the newer movies, like a, a growing trend since pretty much since Civil War, since after Civil War, um, the Marvel movies have, I feel like, stopped being hero movies and have more turned to being villain movies. And I don't know if that's, I don't know how intentional that is. Like maybe they're setting up for this, like this leg in the franchise. But I definitely, you know, Thanos, obviously, like he was the focus of this movie point blank. You know, it wasn't any one hero. Um, but even movies like Spider-Man, you know, Spider-Man wasn't the focus. It was more, I feel like it was more Vulture. Um, Black Panther, you know, there was a huge focus on Killmonger. Um, what do you guys feel like, so two questions. What do you feel about the portrayal of Thanos as this kind of like, you know, empathetical, almost like self-appointed overlord? And uh, and do you think he's the vis- the best villain portrayal yet? So... The biggest, the big complaint of like Phase Two Marvel was um, the villains sucked. Like every movie had a, right. had a, you know. And when you say they, for uninitiated, un- you mean like Thor Two and um, it's it's everything between the first Avengers movie and someone. I think I Civil War. Ends. I Age think of Ultron. Or it, it might have just been bookended by the Avengers movies. Okay. Yeah, I think Ant Man is technically, or Doctor Strange is technically Phase Two, which came out after. If only we had the internet. I'm going. I got it. I'm working on it. Um, But the big complaint of Phase Two was um, the villains sucked. Um, Every villain was, you know, the hero, but evil. Um, They they took these great characters and actors and just killed them off. In one movie, like you, you um, got it there, man. Yep. All right. So it's Phase Two is officially Iron Man Three, Thor: The Dark World, which was Thor Two, uh, Captain Ooh. America: Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Age of Ultron, and Ant Man was the last film. Okay. Um, and this is according to the MCU wiki. So let's jump back on the wiki train. So I would say, with the exception of Winter Soldier, yeah. I think Winter Soldier is. is is, is a is an exception to that. Is an rule. exception yeah. to the rule, but yeah. But even I mean, even um, oh shoot, uh, Guardians as good of a movie Guardians was like Ronan the Accuser. Well, was Ronan cool. was there. Ronan was there because they needed a bad guy. Like they they were telling the story of the Guardians. Like oh, also he has to fight a bad guy. Which fun fact, Ronan the Accuser is going to come back in Captain Marvel, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. But <laughs> I and I would say out of that list you gave. I would have always counted phase two happening a little earlier than that, because I think if you just to add into Marvel's bad history of bad villains for a while, throw in Iron Man two. Oh, come like, on. You don't uh, like Mickey yeah. Rourke's whiplash. Mickey Rourke's whiplash. I mean, I wanted to, if, if anything, Iron Man two was like, Oh shit, he can transform into a suit from so many different ways. Now it's in a briefcase. I, I'm in Iron Man two had a lot of problems. I don't think Mickey Rourke was one of them. I Mickey yeah, Rourke was I just, actually really good in that. Movie. I really um, liked Mickey Rourke's whiplash, right? He was, <laughs> he was fine. How about Justin Hammer? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Justin well, I think, Hammer. Too. I think, I think they, they brought in, they brought him in to, you know, for whatever, but, like they, they had some again, really good was, acting chops for some really vanilla characters. Well, yeah. and that was yeah. that was their way of having we need a faceless army for him to fight, and it can't mm-hmm. just be Whiplash. Okay, so it's these automated machines. Um, but I don't know. I think that was them planting the seed of Hammer and Aim and all these other little organizations that they have to pepper into the Marvel lore so that they can come back out later. I think Iron Man two planted a lot of seeds that could have gone in a lot of different directions that mm-hmm. they ended up not going. But mm-hmm. that's not the, the yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but the big, th- the big thing I liked about Thanos in this movie, it seemed they learned a lot from the criticisms of um, Age of Ultron and, like, gave the villain screen time. Um, right. The biggest complaint I heard of Age of Ultron was not enough Ultron, and that's certainly my biggest complaint, was, like, Give me more robot James Spader. That's and what I say every day in the mirror <laughs> to myself. And in this, we got we got like the the right amount of big purple Josh Brolin. So I'm <laughs> the second thing I say to myself every day in the mirror. <laughs> um, I, I think is it safe to say Thanos had the most screen time out of all the characters? I think so. I uh, yeah. Yeah. I if he. 
if he didn't, I would say that um, Iron Man and Thor got pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, which is really, really refreshing because Thor had the least amount of screen not, screen time in Avengers 2. It was and some Avengers like, 1. Yeah, it was some like, like super... S- he had like six minutes of screen time. In well, his thing was one. always because he's so OP that yeah. they like they didn't have a they didn't have an excuse for him to be there. They needed a reason for him not to be fucking running train all day. Yeah, well, and, and his <laughs> first two movies were hot garbage, so they finally put right. out a good Thor movie, and now everybody <laughs> wants to see him. Chris yeah. and Chris Hemsworth acted the shit out of that role too. Yeah. Like, oh, he's so good. That was the best performance by Chris. The Hemsworth. best thing that best thing that could have happened to Thor was him losing Mjolnir. Yeah. 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 Well, and I, I would say, you know, if we're if we're trying to to save Thor here, and and you know, since we all live in the future and the Thor movies are in the past, I mean, Thor one, they had to set up all the lore. Like again, what we just said about Guardians of the Galaxy, they had to tell the Thor story. Like obviously, like that's there's a ton of shit going on, and no one knows so, the Thor story either. Yeah, like like you got nine realms. Oh well, okay. Well, also there's like a whole hierarchy. And there are these royal families and their gods, and we're not really going to tell you how how long they've been alive until just now. Now you know how old he is. Um, oh, also, there's all this other shit. Oh, his brother is adopted. Not really his brother. Like there's just there was a ton to do in Thor one, and so I can give him a pass there. I think and what they people, did. In- people talk about Thor one too. Like people talk about Thor one. Like Loki wasn't in it, and Loki like carried that movie. Yeah, like, yeah. people forget. Loki was like a hit from the get go in well, Thor one. Um, well, and I mean, think about so let's let's jump over. I know we're not here to talk about Thor movies, but like Thor one <laughs> gets a pass because it's an origin movie and it had to happen. Thor two was like the MacGuffin movie of the reality gem, and that's all it was. And it was so bad because there were really good moments where like 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 Thor and Loki's mom dying. I forgot that even happened until Thor three happened. Like, I I told a lot of people who hadn't watched Thor 2 and were like trying to complete the list. Thor 2 is not in no way is it it's not a bad movie. The plot's kind of a mess and there's mm-hmm. a lot going on. It is a very forgettable movie. Yeah. I've watched yeah. that movie 3 times and I still would need the Wikipedia page synopsis to tell you what happened in that movie. Um Well, I was going to say yeah, to answer your question though, um I think the last 3 outings of marvel movies so um infinity war uh black panther and spider-man because those have been the last three haven't they uh yeah was spider-man yes. was spider-man before or after ragnarok uh, oh before. Ragnarok. yeah yeah so so and I, I mean i think i think ragnarok did an okay job well i don't i can't remember the one the woman's name um but uh, valkyrie uh, valkyrie no 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 the that- actress that kate kate blanchett is that that, that oh name? my god! Um, once Ooh, again, yeah, Kate Blanchett was the was the please bad, the villain. Please okay, yeah, light us up for that too. <laughs> yeah. um. So I mean, and I think I think she did. I wish they would have given her more time. But she at least like when she told her story, you're like, wow, you're you're a villain with a purpose and a, and a story, and I mm-hmm. believe in it. Um, but yeah, I think I think they've only been doing better with the villains. And I would say one of the things I saw early on as a review of this movie was. You can disagree. Like you don't have to think this is the best superhero movie, but it has been the best supervillain movie. Um, like you went from completely like, oh Thanos, like he's had a story that's been building. Oh, he's like killing people left, right, and center. Oh, he believes in his cause, and he is just trying to do what he thinks is right. Um, he's kind of Thanos is kind of like Paul Ryan. You, <laughs> you, you, you go can, on. You can completely disagree with what he stands for, but he really, really, really believes in it, and he thinks it's right, and that's, and he thinks he has to be the guy to dirty his hands to do it. That's so good. But also, he's he's six he's a horrible foot. Monkey. He's six he's foot a, ten yeah. and a purple scrotum, <laughs> like Paul Ryan. Very similar to Paul. Wow, Ryan. that's. That's so um, <clears throat> I don't know if is. I don't know if this is a better supervillain movie than The Dark Knight, but it's certainly the best mm, supervillain yeah. movie in the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good yeah. point. Yeah, I will definitely say that they developed Thanos better than any other supervillain. I don't know that Thanos has become my favorite supervillain from the MCU. I really like Ultron. I've always really liked Ultron. <sighs> yeah, man. I, I don't. I think they, I hated I, Ultron so much. 
I hate it. I, I just watching that movie. I just like. I think just, like, Loki still up. holds the title for best best villain so far. Um, like I said, there's still a whole other movie to come out with starring Thanos. Um, but man, Tom Hiddleston just charms the pants off of everyone. Let's let's look at this then. So I mean, Thanos has been the first villain I think that has. Like, so Killmonger kind of started the concept of, like, I'm a bad guy, I've lost so much, and I'm here to, to try and make things right for me. Thanos is a villain who, along the way, he lost his four, quote, children, five if you count Gamora. Like, he, at the one point, he says, like, oh, so the Maw is dead. Like, there's been a lot of that today. Or, like, I've lost, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. when he's talking to child Gamora at the end, like, what did it cost, or what did it take? And he says, everything. Like, he, he literally lost everything to do what he thought needed to be done. Which, again, like, kind of an asshole thing to kill half the universe. But, like, <laughs> he he saw it take place on his own planet where he couldn't save people. And he said, okay, I'm yeah. not going to have that happen again. But I, I think you bring up a good point um, you said earlier <clears throat> when that, like, all the other... Because I, I personally, I think Vulture is my favorite villain. <laughs> so scary. So pants-shittingly <laughs> scary. I just, like, Michael Keaton is my favorite actor of all time, and that will never change. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he, I was just quoting that the other day. When he, like, when he turns around, like, that, that car scene in Spider-Man. Oh, with, the, with the lights, with the, the changing traffic lights. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. you yeah. start sweating when you're watching it. Like, yeah. and when he, says, when he finally says, like, I, I'll kill I everything kill that matters. Yeah, yeah, you and everything you love. You're like when he opened the door and when Peter shows up to like to take his daughter to prom and he opens the door like everyone in the audience goes. <gasps> so I saw that I saw that movie like a month ago for the yeah. first time and, <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, and knew knew the spoilers like mm-hmm. knew the 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 twist because it is it's presented as a twist in the movie. I knew everything going into it and I still like gasped when he opened the door at that scene. Because it's that so was, well done. That was yeah. so incredible. Like, yeah. um, you're not wrong. Vulture is mm-hmm. definitely one of the top MCU villains. Yeah. Well, because he was the first, I think he was the first villain that you could actually, I don't want to say you, you understand, but like, oh shit, like you could run into this guy on the street. Like, this is a scary flying, like metal bird man. You're not like a cosmic entity. You're not a sentient robot. You're like, this dude with like some resources he's found who's fighting for his family and will literally kill you to save his family. Well, and he opened up the movie. Like yeah. right. the first two scenes are yeah, he's vulture stage. scenes. Mm-hmm. Like what, one of the things that I found was interesting when comparing him to Thanos is um, at the end of the day, as good of a villain as he was, he's still a villain because he's, he is fundamentally doing this to better himself. Right. Yeah. Killmonger mm-hmm. is basically is, is generally doing what he's doing to better himself in his situation. But Thanos is the only one that, if memory serves, the only one of these people that is acting truly as though he is a superhero in that he is doing this for what he feels to be the betterment of everyone else, which I think is an interesting concept. And that's not something that fiction usually explores is like the, the um, a, a villain trying to self-sacrifice. It's almost like that, that twist that the Star Wars saga you know, it used to be canon and now it's no longer. And they're like, oh, the Empire was trying to fend off this alien invasion the whole time. And that's why they did what they did. You know, just like this kind of like this idea of self-sacrifice that we can't save everyone. So we need to save as many people as we can. Something mm-hmm. that a superhero would do in, in other situations. Yeah. And you have that really, really good parallel drawn with Captain America's whole we don't trade lives. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. and that being such a staunch foil to Thanos's, like, the death of many is worth (coughs) the lives of the rest. Um, And so that was a really interesting parallel that I think they drew. But I mean, there was definitely an absurd amount of effort put in in this movie to create empathy for Thanos and to create Mm -hmm. sympathy for Thanos. And that was, I think, as someone who's been watching comic book movies almost my entire life. Something that I, I saw happening, but didn't I, I didn't end up falling into. I didn't really end up sympathizing with him, but I definitely see not only yeah. the the push and the purpose of forcing that, but how people would start to feel that way about him, and how yeah. you start to see him as you know maybe maybe there is legitimacy here, maybe he is right about this, until 
the very end when you just see people poofing off the street left and right. Well, <laughs> and and one of the so I think one of the things you you said that quote of you know Captain America saying we don't trade lives like I think that is a direct play forward of the soul gem. Like you you cannot control the soul gem without sacrificing what matters most to you. And like I think that is a direct like like playing forward to someone like they will have to trade lives. Yeah. Um I think and I think like that that line is is definitely in there to still solidify to the audience that Thanos is a villain. Like Thanos, you know, very brutally murdered the Asgardian people. Oh um, yeah. He he has like yes, he is doing it because he believes in what he is doing and ultimately thinks like he is performing an act of mercy to these people, but he he is until he gets the soul gem or uh, all f- six gems. He is brutal in his slaughter of people. Like it is not um it is not a pleasant death. He we we watch him choke Loki to death like on screen that's not a quick way to go Um, and so I would say almost the opposite of that happens once he gets the soul gem I think he becomes a lot more empathetic and one of the theories that I had read online was that the soul gem gives you knowledge of all the souls in the universe and that maybe that had then and obviously like he you know sacrificed his daughter the thing he loved most to get the soul gem because when he's fighting um, all the people on Titan. So the, you know, when he's fighting the Guardians that are there, and Iron Man, and Doctor Strange, and Spider Man, there are multiple times he could have killed many of them. Mm-hmm. Like, and, yeah. I, and he doesn't. And I mean, that's when he even has the line with Tony Stark. He's like Stark, and he goes, "You know me?" He goes, "Yeah, you're not the only one burdened with knowledge or whatever." And um, and again, I think that's also a reference to the Soul Gem knowing all souls. But he says like. I hope they remember you like, yeah, you know, he, he could have just said, I'm going to throw more planets at you, like, <laughs> but he doesn't. Um, and I mean, I think that he's, he had that, he became the most powerful being in the universe when he got the second stone. Um, and he had the opportunity to destroy everyone left, right and center. But instead he's like, no, like, like well, and I, he, and he even says before he gets the soul gem, like what I, what I'm doing is an act of, mercy i mm-hmm. you know the the half the population i kill will feel no pain mm-hmm. they will not suffer they will just cease to mm-hmm. exist and um so like he he does believe he is again merciful and com- doing the right thing but he we also very much see um he is very brutal and ruthless in his yeah. quest to achieve his goals so um, one of the things that I saw that I found interesting, so just to, to, to shift gears a little bit, I want to talk about um, <clears throat> Doctor Strange and the Time Stone. So um, the that that part where we've got we've got Doctor Strange, we've got Iron Man, Peter Parker, Star Lord uh, on Planet Titan, they're all fighting Thanos and getting getting their ass handed to them. Um, Doctor Strange uh, has the Time Stone, and uh, Thanos uh, tells him to give it up. Doctor Strange at some point looks into the future and sees a um, hundred thousand million different possibilities. Fourteen million. Something. Fourteen million. Yeah, some <laughs> inordinate number. Uh, different possibilities. So each of those ways, Thanos wins, or what the quote was, "Only one of those ways that we win." So I, I thought a lot about this, and obviously we're never, never going to see those those futures that he saw. But I wonder if one of those reasons was Thanos is going to win either way. If we give him the stones, it will at least mean that he can do so in a, you know, in a, in a merciful way. My theory with what he saw is that the only way to, I'm guessing he saw that the only way to win, quote unquote, is by undoing what Thanos did. And for that, all the gems need to be assembled. Um, Thanos is going to kill half the universe anyway. Right. By letting him do it with the soul gem, um, or with all six gems, it leaves the possibility that someone it will be alive be to, 
it can be undone with those mm -hmm. gems as well. Um, I'm guessing that's what he saw. Um, that was that was um, my one of the people I saw it with's biggest complaint was like he turned he he just did an about face like he said I will kill you I will let him kill yeah. you before he gets the time gem and just lets it go and like well he didn't yeah. do it because he cared about Tony Stark he said I only saw one way we win and right and I think they oh, yeah. that's why they tried and they made such a big deal about it I think to your point they they didn't want us to think that. He was doing that to save Tony's life. Right. Right. Yeah, that was, and, and I, you know, no one that I've talked to, that I can think of at least, that is intelligent, has been like, "Oh, <laughs> why did he sacrifice that to save Tony?" Because, like, obviously, like he didn't, you know. Yeah. And I, and again, like to what you just said, he makes the point early on. He's like, "If it comes between choosing to save you, or that boy, or the time gem, I will not hesitate to let you die." Like. He makes it clear right. about 18 times over how important the time gem is. And so then when he's like, Mup, here you go. Like, it's very <laughs> obvious that there is something else going on. Yeah. Um, my, my logistical question is, if he's teleporting him, like, he's projecting himself into the future to watch these, these things play out. I think I'm with Kyle that he figured out, you know, he ran through his mind how many times that... We fight, we do this, we do this, we do this. No matter what, we always lose, we always lose. My my question is, if he's like projecting himself into the future, is he still able to see what happens beyond letting the time gem go? Or was like, or was just one of the options like, I guess we just can't, like we can't win unless we give him the time gem. Like, is he able to see what happens after he lets the time gem go? Because wouldn't he lose the control of projecting himself into the future? Well, I don't know if I don't know if the movie will get into the. No, nah, probably not. That's that's but, yeah, Matt. Well, Matt, that's like ahead. saying yeah. that why can Marty McFly go back to 1955 before Doc created the time machine? Oh well, I think I think yeah. my yeah. my <laughs> you're just fucking with time travel. Yeah, my counter to that is when uh, Doctor Strange says like we're in the end game now when he looks at Tony, and so my. The way that I saw it, or at least the way that I think it happened, is that there was probably one scenario where they win. Because no one mm -hmm. in that oh, yeah. group felt, or like, it didn't seem like anybody in that group thought <clears throat> that throwing the battle, losing, was going to be the way to win. You know, like, they took a lot of hits for the answer in the very end just to be bait Thanos into thinking he's beaten us, and then give him the time stone, and we'll figure it out later. So my guess is that there really was one scenario where they win, and, and it was the scenario that was going on before Star-Lord happened, which I'm still <laughs> really salty about. But well, well, no, I let's, know, that let's talk. Well, no, let's talk about that. So yeah. that means, so... What is shitty Boba Fett waited to, to have Star-Lord act? Yeah, well, right. So if, we, if we're playing this game, then, so that means that in that shitty moment when they're... Well, if you think about it, when they're all holding Thanos back and trying to get the gauntlet off... Um, Doctor Strange doesn't really say much at that point in time. And so, like, that just tells you he knew that was whole, all going to play out. So, like, you imagine that whole time he's just sitting there, like, rolling his eyes, like, Peter Quill's a big old dumbass, and he's like, going to do this, but I right. still have to sit here. Right. Like, I'm in the, I'm in the, the thought that, like, he knew Peter Quill was going to freak out, mm -hmm. and, like, maybe, maybe the only way he saw to get them to go along with it was by making them think mm -hmm. making the group think like that we have to take it off of him because if he'd set, just said like we have to give the time the time stone to him everyone else would have been like fuck that and you like yeah yeah um but i i still don't think i still don't think that there wasn't a single scenario that they won that fight is what I'm trying to say. No, I, no, think no, that, no I think that I think that Doctor Strange saw that and said, "We win if this exact thing happens, but if this exact thing doesn't happen, the only other option is to give him the stone and go for the undo later." And that is what that's, fair. that's what I think right. he probably saw was that there's one oh, scenario hmm. where they win, and maybe he can't see past him getting the time stone and Doctor Strange ceasing to exist. But if he can see through the time stone or whatever that there is a future after that cease to exist, then he has perceived. Because I think, I think canonically that Doctor Strange is the smartest character in the MCU right now. 
I don't think mm-hmm. they've introduced anybody else who has a higher intelligence level than Doctor Strange. So my thought is that he has somehow either perceived or theorized that if Thanos gets everything, then there is an end game. There is a backup option or a plan B. There's this one way that we can win if everything falls into place and everything goes right. I mean, it's like playoffs in sports, you know, if team A and B both lose and team C ties with team D and team E's buses crash, (laughs) then like we will make it into the playoffs. But uh, it seems like if everything went right, they would have gotten the Infinity Gauntlet and it all would have been fine. But if they didn't get the Infinity Gauntlet, then there is an after and that after involves giving up the time stone. I want to just for the metaphor for the coming sake, for the, the metaphor sake. coming to my mind is um is po- is like the primaries pre twenty sixteen uh, like all the ways people thought Bernie Sanders could uh, still win yeah oh, ouch but um so to to wipe that out of our mind I want to paint you the picture of what would have happened if Doctor Strange would have been like the only way that we win this is by giving him the time gem. At that point, Tony Stark would have said, why don't you sit this one out, Jafar? Because he would have called him like Jafar. He would have said something. And I think it would have been Jafar. Okay, I have another question, uh, a little different. So, Loki. Um, <clears throat> so, at the beginning, Loki gets choked out, and uh, he dies a pretty brutal death. Um, felt to me like a very... Un- that whole exchange felt very un-Loki. Mm-hmm. Like... Him trying to like kind of sheepishly hide that little dagger. <laughs> it was like, dude, you're not like, what are you doing? Um, do do we think? Do you guys think that was legit, or do you think that was whole? That was an elaborate trick. Like, is Loki actually dead? I think it was <clears throat> legit. Um, I think the the point of that opening sequence was to show us Thanos is bigger and stronger than the Hulk and smarter and craftier than Loki. Um, granted, Loki was stupidly obvious about it. Yeah. Like, he he might, like, more or less nudged Thor in the, wi- the ribs and went, watch this. <laughs> well, look what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, my prediction is everyone, everyone who died in, like, like, legit died and didn't just disintegrate is dead. Like, Mm-hmm. Dunzo, gone from the the Marvel movies. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 real quick to agree with Kyle on that one. I think, as much as I hate to say it, like I, that hit me more as just quick and somewhat poorly forced storytelling. Um, like they needed they, I, and that was one of the things I think I, I though I didn't like how Loki died. I appreciated early on. They're like, we're here for your love, viewer. Like, I hope you don't think that people are getting out alive because people are going to die. Like, again, I remember telling my fiance going in, I'm like, heroes are going to die. And she's like, well, why? I go, because it has to happen. Like, (laughs) it's the only only ones we've lost are like, you know, characters on the outside, you know, Thor's mom, um, Thor's dad. Uh, and then I guess (laughs) Thor's sister. Yeah. And then and then, I mean, Quicksilver, which was like actually a pretty good right. surprise back then because um, none of us saw that coming. And so, yeah, I think that, that Loki just, I think he's dead. Now, I think that in Avengers 4, they're definitely messing around with time travel and you're going to see Loki again. But I like to think that Loki is dead, dead. All right, yeah, no, because I want to disagree with you guys. Um, I don't know for sure that Loki is dead and I have I have two things to bank that on. Um, thing one is, so I've, I've always been a huge Walking Dead fan, and among all the rest of the Walking Dead fandom, I have found this rule that no one's dead unless there's a body and a burial. If you don't see a body and no one acknowledges they're gone, they're not gone. Um, but I think, I, I love the quote, there are only three people who are permanently dead in comic books and that's uncle ben and bruce wayne's parents (laughs) (laughs) Um, but and not even and not even bruce wayne's parents stayed dead because they did a whole flashpoint arc where yeah where thomas wayne was batman but um badass batman but so there's that point and then my other point is that exchange that thor has i think with rocket or maybe gamora on the ship i'm not totally remembering where, where, you know, he's oh, like, my, my brother died, 
Um, he's like, he's done it before, but it feels real this time. I think that that was thrown in there, but there wasn't enough weight behind it for it to be like, he's really gone. I can really feel it as opposed yeah. to like, it just, it feels like it's real this time. Um, but I, I am definitely more to think that Loki is dead forever than that Gamora is dead forever. Oh yeah. Because I, I think yeah. a, because there's more guardians movies planned and B, because I think we're going to see some grandeur return of the Soul Stone to its rightful sure. place among the pillars so that it can I go. I think that's a that's a perfect example of if there isn't a body and a burial. Exactly. Yeah. Like we saw yeah. we saw the body, but there's been no burial. There's been no acknowledgement. Right. There's and so obviously the Soul Stone's got to explode into Adam Warlock at some point. Um, Something. So <laughs> yeah. I want to I want to take this time to lay out my my theory for how the fourth or Avengers 4 is going to go um i think so we saw after thanos used the gauntlet he had like some fucked up things going on up his arm and mm -hmm. face and the gauntlet looked a little destroyed Torched. yeah um yeah, i'm guessing a, that the gauntlet i'm guessing the gauntlet's a one time deal um, they're gonna. There's gonna it's be like a the whole dragon thing. balls. You get it's like yeah. the dragon balls. You get one wish, and then they they turn to dust. And so there, there's gonna be a whole plot in um, the next movie where they have to go back to giant Peter Dinklage, get him to make a new Infinity Gauntlet. God, please, more <laughs> giant Peter Dinklage. Um, so they're gonna good. they're gonna get a new Infinity Gauntlet, and with their quote one wish, they're gonna wish to undo the disintegration stuff and not be able to bring everyone who died back, but bring, bring, bring back the half of the universe that was disintegrated. So that's um, actually, that's a really good segue, Kyle. So one of the, one of the, we're, we're, we've got a few minutes left here. One of the last questions I want to touch on today. Um, so obviously it's setting up, you know, we talked about the idea of cleaning house and they've, they've got a lot of characters that aren't returning for new movies and they've got a lot more franchises to involve themselves in. So, what do you guys um, t detail your your ideal next generation Avengers team? This is your your fantasy football Avengers 2.0. So can I can I say who I think the safe bets are before we? Yeah. Like, let's 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 call the the yeah, the, call, the easy the easy infield like yeah. <laughs> we'll, reality. We'll do reality and then fantasy. Yeah. yeah. So so Captain Marvel. Um, so if we don't count the guardians as part of the Avengers. Um, then you've got Captain Marvel, you've got Dr. Strange, you've got Black Panther and you've got Spider-Man at least as characters, if not at the central Avengers team, they will be characters that are in like the regular movies going yeah. forward. Also, yeah, because and wasp. If you're looking at people who are definitely still going to be around and definitely in the future movies, <laughs> and man <laughs> and wasp definitely going to be there. Yeah, I'm yeah. guessing Ant-Man and Wasp happens before the events of this movie. It, it does because how does a like silly heist happen? So, yeah, so, well, <laughs> where half the half the people they know and love just turned into dust. So um, the right. timeline is supposed to be that Ant-Man and Wasp takes place right after like Civil War has settled because okay. because um, uh, Scott Lang and Clint Barton are both are both on house arrest. Yep. Yeah. And so yeah. my if if we're if we're jumping down the the Ant Man and Wasp train just for a hot second, I think that movie will end with the repercussions of Infinity War. The where, post credits are gonna be, and I'm gonna make my I'm gonna put my flag in the ground here. The post credits are gonna be, um, Scott Lang, Paul Rudd turning into dust. No, no, very wrong. It'll be his daughter. <laughs> Oh. His daughter. Yeah. His daughter gives him a reason to get involved. Much again. more important, yeah. MacGuffin. Significantly <laughs> more important, MacGuffin. So back to the story. Fantasy Avengers. Yeah. So so I think that um, Doctor Strange. So Captain Marvel, absolutely. Doctor Strange, um, Spider Man, Black Panther, Ant Man and Wasp are all in that. Those Everyone are, who's only had one movie so far. Yeah, the absolute <laughs> right, yeah, movie's coming. The, the, like you said, those are the safe bets. The people that the people that aren't listed in like, you know, movie titles going forward, I don't know if we can get I think Paul Bettany is done. I think the vision's done. I don't I don't think we get him back. Um I really, really would love to keep Scarlet Witch, but I just have a bad feeling that, that we don't get to keep Scarlet Witch and that hurts my heart. 
Um, she might be she might be the Thor going forward, the the one that's like too okay. powerful. Yeah, to, yeah. But but they need they do need a they need too a powerful. Well, and, um, and Captain Marvel's supposed to be like the most powerful hero. Um, the 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 Hail Mary that I want to see still play a big role is um, the Winter Soldier. I love Bucky. And oh, yeah. I love that they're like yeah. teasing him being the White Wolf, which in the comic books is Black Panther's like adopted half brother. Um, yeah. Okay. And That'd so be badass. Yeah, he's like a he's like a global like like a global spy super soldier kind of guy. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I would love to see Scarlet Witch stay around. I I can't see us keeping Captain America and Tony or. Tony, if he stays around, he continues to be like a Nick Fury kind of character. That was going to be my big prediction is Tony is going to head the Avengers mm-hmm. and not wear the suit except for um, Avengers 5. He'll he'll put, put the back suit on. back on again. But he'll. I think Robert Downey Jr. is done starring in Iron Man movies. I, probably yeah. not done with the MCU. The, the last one that I hope we keep because I just really, really like him, Anthony Mackie. I I really like the Falcon and I think he's just really cool. The Falcon is one there were so many scenes in this movie, especially that big fight scene that I was just like Falcon's really underpowered. Yeah, he's in over his head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thank God I'm not the only one who felt that way. He's he's the angel of the MCU. He's just like, well, you can fly, but a lot of other people can fly and also do other things. Like even War Machine was like firebombing the the faceless villains, the Mm -hmm. faceless hordes, but like Falcon was just kind of like flying around and kicking the guy every now and then, and Mm -hmm. it felt very like he's gonna he's just gonna like bite it at any moment and he didn't <laughs> and it felt really weird to me yeah um what do you guys think i think i mean again all the people who've only had one movie um who have movies already slated and filmed who have movies up. already slated and filmed um i don't think i i don't think um bruce banner or the hulk are going anywhere yeah um that is mostly because i i want a standalone ruffalo hulk movie yeah um you got thor uh, ragnarok what else do you want (laughs) (laughs) i want a title thor movie or a titled hulk movie not starring um edward norton that's what i want um i I, like i said i think robert downey jr is going to continue to exist in the mcu but he will he will take a back seat and only show up as frequently as sam jackson does now Mm -hmm. um I think Scarlet Witch and um, Doctor Strange are going to be the heavy hitters going forward. Um, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange probably being the the Captain America role in like that he's wise and um, knows more than he lets on. I think Captain America kind of fills that role right now. Um, and uh, then other than that, it'll be you know, Ant-Man, probably mm-hmm. Falcon, and um, Captain Marvel uh, rounding out the team. Yeah. Who do you want to see, Kyle? Yeah. I want to see... I mean, I really do want to see Captain America continue to exist. Yeah. Um, I really, really like Chris Evans as Steve Rogers. Um, and I want... I want... And I want Peter Quill to pop in on Earth more mm-hmm. often. Um, okay. He is one... Like, despite how infuriating his actions were in the movie, they were very on character for him, and I, I like, I want to see that character keep showing up. Yeah. What about you, Matt? I, I mean, I agree pretty wholeheartedly. At barring all of the people who's are who are already on contract to continue <laughs> to be Avengers, um, I, I fully agree with Tony Stark as the new Nick Fury. Um, I think that either Nick Fury hangs it up after getting dusted or decides or somehow is, is not brought back. I don't know, but I think Nick Fury is done. I think Tony Stark is the new head of shield. Um, I think captain America gets it. And I think that just because Chris Evans seems really done, but uh, as much as I love Bucky as the white wolf, I wouldn't be surprised if they went, the winter soldier becomes the new captain America route 
which mm-hmm. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't love, but I kind of see it coming. It seems like they're leaning into it a little bit, especially with the trading of the shield in Civil War. Um, mm-hmm. I want see I want Falcon to be the new Captain America, and that's mostly for the outrage from racists. That <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, it's 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 outrage. I want I want racist outrage, kind of um, a la the the Donald Glover being rumored as Spider Man thing yes. years yeah. ago. I want, yes. I want racist outrage, and I also want to be able to refer to him as Captain Falcon. <laughs> oh yeah. So see, well now I don't want that because uh, I don't want Todd to have his thing. Take the wins and the losses, <laughs> but show uh, your moves. I uh, I think Scarlet Witch is pretty much a, a shoe in for the next generation. Um, I don't think Vision is done. I think yeah. I think that they've given too much love to Shuri and her scientific ability, and so I think that we're going to get some sort of she connected just enough synapses in his brain for him to exist without the stone and. When they time reverse, he's not going to have the stone, but he's still going to be alive or something. Um, I don't know that for sure, but I, I kind of feel that way. Although I don't really love Paul Bettany as Vision. I just like Vision as a character. Um, I definitely Captain Marvel is the the big central point of the oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. initiative for sure. Um, and yeah, I don't I don't really know. You know, like I... I would like to see some new faces brought in from the ones we have because I don't want the next generation of Avengers to constantly like for every movie to constantly say, yeah, but we're not them. Like this is how it was (laughs) when they were here. And I new Avengers. Yeah, I could do without that for sure. What do you think, Andrew? Um, Well, I I'm not going to reiterate what is going to actually happen, but I just really want to see a team of Moon Knight and Jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> the two, like, polar opposite characters. Yeah. Like, do you think, want, now, think, do you want sparkly vampire Jubilee yeah. or or 90s goggles and long yellow trench oh, coat Jubilee? 90s goggles, baby. <laughs> I want Moon Knight and Jubilee kicking it old school. Um, I think, I think you've got if correct me if I'm wrong, I think you've got one more question, Andrew. I want to ask a question. Um, what? Because this is something I wanted to talk about, and we haven't opened up any opportunities. So I'm just going to ask the question: What moment, um, like, didn't land for you guys in the movie? What? What's kind of your you wish would have been done better? And uh, let me start it off by saying I didn't feel um, that Gamora being Thanos's most loved one was earned in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I understand that it is true in the context of the film and like to get and like it, it that he she really is, but that relationship didn't feel earned to me and that is that's probably my probably only real disappointment of the movie is like that that death felt needless because i didn't believe that he truly yeah. loved her yeah it was really to convenient meet the, in the moment. I, yeah i would so to to that point i think the only thing that let me like buy in fully is that thanos has nothing like he has nothing but the the war trophies of societies he has taken as his children. And so knowing that he has nothing but this mission and these people, he had claimed her to be the favorite. And so that's the only thing that let me like buy into that concept. I would still agree, but that was the one thing that made it a little bit more believable. See, and that's and that's part of what I feel isn't earned in it is that mm-hmm. he loves his mission more than all oh, else. For sure. So I would have felt it more earned if like he in some way wouldn't like if he could achieve his goal, but maybe wouldn't have gotten to see the watch the sunrise mm-hmm. on his new world, so to speak. Um, but, but that's my only big complaint other than it not actually being Hugo weaving <laughs> reprising the role of red skull. The, uh, the thing that didn't land for me and I'll keep mine pretty short um, I was I, Loki's death was great to watch because I think it actually I still think it did happen. It looked really real. 
the way it happened when he like links up to him and brandishes that <laughs> knife and like flashes a wink, it, a so stage silly. wink to Hulk. Like, yeah. you know, that that to me, I was like, okay, this isn't going to work out. And and maybe they were just trying to expedite the fact that Loki needs to die right now and they didn't want to like waste time with exposition, but that didn't do it for me. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Kyle. I also had that like, I feel like um, what I was really expecting was for him to toss Gamora off the ledge and then for the soul stone not to come out is like, you didn't love her yeah. enough. Um, yeah. For the, for the, the re- big reveal to be like, Oh, that wasn't enough. Yeah. Gamora, Gamora's still dead, but like you don't get the soul stone. <laughs> How yeah. many kids must I feed you stone? <laughs> <laughs> or, or for like the soul stone to malfunction in some way. And who knows? Maybe that's the pivotal Maybe that's the key thing in in four is that the soul stone didn't have enough soul juice to soul swipe everybody. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so that one for sure. Charged. That one for sure. Um, I didn't notice it until somebody pointed out how weird it was that um, when uh, Thanos was messing with the reality stone at the collector's place that he turned the gun into bubbles and everybody else into slinkies. That wasn't weird until somebody told me it was weird and then it was weird. Um, yeah. And then my biggest complaint for the whole movie was the, the Peter Quill explosion. I like star Lord a lot. I really like him as a character. And while that little outburst like fit his character, I, I guess that I wanted more. I didn't want him to be the hothead who messed it all up. And like, if somebody has got to do it, somebody has got to do it. But I think I liked star Lord too much. It was so much of a plot device. No, I, I agree with Matt. That was my biggest thing was I like star Lord as a character. And I think, We've sat through two Guardians movies now where he's grown the most, probably one of the most the most dramatic character growths in all of the MCU. So to have him kind of like just act like a punk the whole movie was pretty disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess that falls more under like my characters who got who didn't get the the proper re- re- mm-hmm. treatment um, column than big disappointments of the movie column. I agree with you. Um, Peter Quill and I think I think Captain America got kind of the the biggest like we're just like kind of lukewarm in the whole movie. Um, But yes, I I I do understand your the complaint there. So we're just about done. Um, I wanted to end today's episode, our first sidebar, similar to how we've been ending our other episodes, which is a super secret bonus question. Um, so we're going to do that. Obviously, this will be um, a lot less argumentative than usually is, but uh, we'll, we'll try it out. So um, I can I, make it argumentative. Is that what you can do? Whatever, whatever floats your boat, my dude. Um, I... I loved, I kind of, I really enjoyed the silliness of the reality stone. It, it was, it was kind of off kilter, but the turning people into slinkies and the guns and the bubbles, it, it had, it had the right kind of like fake panache, you know, like that really, it was, they were setting up really powerful scenes for Star-Lord to shoot Gamora and then nothing happened, his gun turned into bubbles. I, I kind of actually really liked that. Um, so to play off of that whole kind of gimmick, um, tell me how you guys would, so you've got your Thanos and you've got the reality gem. Tell me, explain to me how you would alter reality to conquer the universe. Um, so first I want to say that turning people into slinkies and like chopping them into blocks straight out of the graphic novel. Like, yeah. He, he straight up does that. So that's, nice. that's a thing. Um, okay. so how do I use the reality stone to, um, you know, help me take over the universe? Um, I would make it appear that the air is constantly filled with bees. It's bees. <laughs> bees. You can't. And, you can't. And only Todd can dispense the bees. Yeah. So and I would be. I would him. be. Because even if you're. So first off, you're allergic to bees. You're fucked. But even if you're not allergic to bees, that sucks. Like like aggressive. No, you know what? Not even bees. We'll say hornets because hornets are jackasses. So like it's just hornets, just angry hornets. And I'm <laughs> the only person that has the solution to hornets. So you either abide by my my standards of what this is going to be now or, you know, you're going to die in Hornetville. (laughs) That's excellent. Yeah. Um, If I had the reality stone and I was Thanos, uh, step one would be to make myself not purple. 
Um, sex. Step two would be to remove <laughs> the scrotum from the bottom of my chin. Um, <laughs> step, step three is to not be Paul Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe add a, a comb over awful blonde toupee and a little extra baby weight or something like that. But no, um, yeah. I uh, I think that Todd really hit the nail on the head, but I don't think wasps. I think spiders. Um, Ooh. Just Ooh. All, all water <laughs> is spiders now. And only I can turn off the spider water. My, my favorite children's book, All Water is Spiders. <laughs> oh, you guys have, the Flint you guys Michigan have seen story. That. You've seen that. <laughs> you you've oh. seen that video where where it's like this town was taken over by spiders. Like it's just a blanket of webbing over this like country mile of town. It's that. Yes. Yeah. yeah that is good. that that's is my good. own worst nightmare, and I choose to project yeah. it onto the fears of others. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so I'll I'll try and offer a little more creative uh, answer than than a rehashing of everything <laughs> is something awful. Um, <laughs> if I had the reality gem, um, I'd I'd put everyone into a a matrix situation Dude, I was just of say my the own same design. That was um, that was gonna be my answer too. You know, in the in the matrix in this matrix reality I'm creating, it would just be accepted that I'm in charge of you, and you have to <laughs> mm-hmm. you have to listen to what I say, and and then if you don't like what happens, um, uh, a million Hugo Weaving show up and <laughs> and fight you to death. <laughs> except you're not Keanu Reeves, and you just lose. So in your matrix, the water is Hugo Weaving. <laughs> yes, I, and I like thinking that it's not you as like any overlord. It's just you wearing like a t-shirt and khakis. <laughs> and like, I'm yeah. Kyle. I make the rules around here. It's Kyle's rules now. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Hey, Kyle." Everyone generally be cool. Yeah. Or or my army of cool Hugo person. Weavings will show up yeah. to to pummel um, you to death. I'm so happy you said that. I was gonna I was gonna go along the Matrix route as well, but. With a slight twist, my matrix is uh, deceiving you to think that you've already won, where you're living um, the false reality. Mm. So no no Hugo weaving needed. I would mm. I would like to uh, follow up this question with, once you have used the reality stone, uh, my question to ask of you of all of the people in your new reality, do they poop? Do it, <laughs> do it, do, do it, it poop. poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this is this another is this another episode of Do It Poop? <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, that's the trick. Any any episode that we record that goes over fifty five minutes automatically turns into an episode of Do It Poop. <laughs> well, well, in that case, um, I'm gonna say no. In my reality, it don't poop. It don't poop. And and that's just you a, a new uncomfortable truth you have to deal with that you will always feel like you have to poop and cannot. We'll see in, uh, in Matt and Mai's reality, you poop, but it's spiders and, and hornets. It's spiders and or hornets. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I I think that's that's worse. Oh, I definitely. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's gonna do it today. Uh, thanks everybody for listening to our first debate this sidebar. Um, follow along with the discussion on Twitter and Facebook. We're at debate this cast. Um, let us know what you think. If you have any other ideas of uh, non comics, non games topics you'd like to hear about. Um, let us know. Um, next week, we're going to be back with a brand new argument about another question no one is asking. Um, but until then, if you disagree with our civil conversation, then we're challenging you to come fight us by the swing sets, nerds.